Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Oh, Damien Williams, peut-être oh, oublier l'affaire oh, avec cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, I'm Owen and tonight I'm joined by Neil. Hello. And Tom. Hello. Now, obviously, it wasn't the result uh, we were expecting. Um, far from it, actually. Um, for Chiefs fans, it, it was a, a tough loss against a, a very strong opponent and it seemed like they just outplayed us in, in almost every phase of the game. Uh, what did you guys think of it? Yeah, go on, Tom. How <laughs> you go first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just awful, wasn't it? I mean, we said we we said a minute ago that like, we've done this to plenty of teams where we've absolutely demolished them, but it, it's just hard to watch in the biggest game of the season. Like, there's there's no indications that this was coming. We all knew there was an opportunity that the O line might struggle, but they're struggling, and then there's not existing, yeah. <laughs> just not existing. So, yeah, it was it was a hard watch for me. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I was kind of frustrated that we we didn't have any answers. Like you think Andy Reid's like this offensive play calling genius, and he is. But we didn't do anything different. Like it was just let Mahomes run around for twenty seconds back there, try not to get killed, and then hope for the best. I mean. Where were the jet sweeps and the end arounds and the stuff to kind of get them moving side to side rather than just letting their pass rush pin their ears back? It was just... We we looked really badly prepared, is what I thought. Um, and we were just... We were, as, we were as badly outcoached as we were outplayed, and that surprised me more than anything. Because I, I would never have pegged Bruce Arians to be able to do that to Andy Reid. I just... I, I thought... I thought... The key for us was going to be with with our offensive line was staying ahead of the staying ahead of the chains like nice four three four yard gain on first down and then you know you leave yourself in a third and two or something worst case scenario if you don't convert on second down is it it just didn't happen we just didn't even what 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 confused me is we didn't we didn't run the ball and then when we did like Clyde had what nine rushes for sixty odd yards he was averaging like seven yards and I know you could say well. They sold out to stop the pass. Well, that, that's that's fine if he was going to... We just never even tried. You know, like earlier in the season where we tried those, we're going to run every single down this drive. It just mm-hmm. We just never tried it. Or, And I've got to be honest, it's, it's probably not the time to bring all this up, but the, the, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire pick is a disappointing one at this stage <laughs> of the season. Like I know it's taken us all year to get there, but I think well, you well, can well, officially it say... It didn't take all of us a full year no, to get there. I know, I know, yeah, well, yeah. Your, your mate was well off him. Yeah, my mate was well off him a long time back. <laughs> but, it, but it, but it's true though, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. It just it wasn't ideal. Yeah, it wasn't I just, what, we, it wasn't I what we needed in the first round of the draft last year. I'll say that. No, and it doesn't help that Lucas Niang's opted out, and you. No. nothing against him for doing so. It doesn't help that Mitch Schwartz out. It doesn't help that Eric Fisher's out. And it doesn't help that assemblies out, and you know, I struggle to find a team in the league that's not going to struggle without what four. Would you argue that's four out of five of the offensive line starting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tardif as well. Yeah, LDT, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. So you could argue our whole starting lines out, and you're always going to struggle. And I think because we hadn't seen us struggle, you you kind of expected that it wouldn't happen in a way. Yeah, that's and exactly it, what it I was going to say. It's, it's felt so long since we've been beaten like this by a team. I mean, it's the first time in Mahomes' career that he's lost by more than one score. It's it's almost, for the past two years, it's almost been unheard of for the for the past three years even. It's been like mm. unheard of for the Chiefs to, to lose like this. And it's happened in on the biggest stage, which is one of the most shocking things. Because um, it, it has just taken us all by surprise, I feel. 
because uh, it has just been so long since this has happened to us. <laughs> Did you both stay up for the whole game? Yeah, yeah. I stayed up the whole. Oh yeah. Game. You, did, you were you ever tempted to turn it off at any stage? No. I, no, no I, I, I really wanted. I really wanted um, Pat to score a touchdown in the game. I thought he fully out of all all, all the people on the, on the pitch, he deserved one. Like I mean, he just he just kept going. He, he was a great leader for that team, and some of the things that he was, uh, some of his players were absolutely incredible. And you can't you can't knock anything he did. It's just that you forget in the first half, Tyreek t- dropped a catch off his face. Um, Whoever dropped the one at the end where he's horizontally throwing the ball with one of the most Darryl incredible, Williams. Yeah, yeah, Williams, yeah. incredible yeah. throws I've seen in my life. And it's just, he's just, he just, it just wasn't our day at all, was it? No. There's a great video actually of the Bucks wide receivers sat on the bench watching Mahomes play and they're mic'd up and they're just going, This man's a magician. How does he do that? Oh man, how does he do that? Um, mm. that's, a good, that's a good video worth watching that if you, if you want any kind of reminder of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, I think it. I think one like saving grace from it, it was the way Mahomes played. I mean, he, he like you said, Tom, he certainly wasn't the one who lost us this game. Uh, and yet, and yet, some with... people were he blaming did. Mahomes. Oh, so, like, God, I was doing, yeah. I was doing the Twitter feed, and I, I was reading these comments from people. I'm going, are you watching like a different game to me? What, what, is, what am I not seeing that you're seeing here? I just. Mm. I was mystified, absolutely mystified. Yeah, and then you get the analysts afterwards as well that are saying that, like, oh, Brady beat the brakes off Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It's like, it had nothing to do with that. It was no. never a competition between Brady and Mahomes. It was a competition between Mahomes and that defensive line, and they absolutely dominated us along the defensive line. They played an incredible game. I mean, hats off to Todd Bowles. He, he, he coached his arse off on the on the defence. He played such a good game, and he... And he completely stalled our entire offense. I mean, Edward Teller had a, had a good game. He, he, he ran for a few. Kelsey still racked up the yards, but no one can get into the end zone. So, like, it's the first time in Mahomes' career that, he, that he's been stopped from finding the end zone. So, hmm. There was a lot of drops. There was a, there's a heck of a lot of drops from the Chiefs. Um, hmm. I think the cards just ended up being stacked against us. The Bucks, if we're totally honest, probably wanted it more on their own turf going for their the books kind of you know that opening um super bowl whereas we had one last year and it's just it's just one of those things i just hope now we can kind of not listen to the brady mahomes narrative because uh, i think uh, you know we we all know how good mahomes is and we just just we know about it in in England about putting pressures on pressure on our own footballers, you know. Do we ever a, a golden and, generation? I know, and we just got to we just got to let him be him. And I hope Actually, we just I'll tell you what, listen to that crap anymore, Tommy. We have a lot of listeners who aren't UK based, so mm. just explain to us what the British media is like. It's brutal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you're either um, you're either the best player in the world or the worst player in the world, and it depends how you played at Saturday at three o'clock. <laughs> it's basically the way it works. Um, yeah, the, the media over here is brutal, so that, that's what I mean by that. But uh, you know, with the American media that we've all sucked up in the last couple of weeks or so, it, it's it's been just relentless, hasn't it? Comparing goat to mini goat or young goat or just. If I can just live without the word goat for a while, I think. I'll tell you, what, we went out for a walk yesterday afternoon with the kids to kind of like a local stately home kind of thing. And what do I see out in the fields? Fucking goats. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is the last thing I want to say. And, and you know, like, I'm not... I, I don't want to be such a homer to say that what he's... he You know, you've got to acknowledge what Brady's accomplished. And uh, he's... I found him a lot more likable this year than any time he was on the Patriots. And it's it's devastating to see him crush your team. But what he's achieved is obviously absolutely incredible. And hopefully in 10 years' time, Patrick Mahomes will be rivaling that number. Can he? Yeah. Though? Maybe not, but never know. It's yeah, I mean, I mean one of the like, silver linings from the game as well for me was, was just... 
reminding myself that he is only 25 like he's 25 mm. years old like, <laughs> he's got there's so years. much time left like we like a lot of fans are like distraught that we like didn't go back to back and stuff and don't realize that he's got another 12 13 years to, to keep going back and the first three seasons we've had him we haven't had anything less than the semi-final we haven't been mm. we haven't been anywhere less than the championship game if that's like the future is bright and i feel like as soon as we got blown out in the super bowl as bad as it was um, people have just been like, it's a, 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 like jump ship, and, and 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 it's like everything's falling apart. But just relax. We have an mm. amazing coach. We have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best quarterback in the league. Probably, well, no, we do have the best quarterback in the league, mm. and we've got a bright future. So, do do you think that speaks to Twitter, or do you think that just speaks to people in general these days, where nobody's got any patience and? You're either the best or the worst, and there's no middle ground. I mean, geez, you look at the whole world at the moment. You look at there's look at American politics. Like, there's no middle ground. You're either far one side or far the other side. Look at British politics; it's the mm. same. You look at sport. You're either shitty or brilliant. Like, it, it just yeah. baffles me that you can't just be kind of anywhere in the middle these days. You've got to be off to like extremes. Everything's got to be an extreme. We live in a divided world, don't we? But I mean, <laughs> if you if you ask me, you can change Andy Reid for any other head coach in the league. I go, nah, you're right. You can change Patrick Mahomes for any other quarterback in the league. Nah, you're right. You can change Tyreek Hill. Nah, you're right. Kelsey. Nah, you're right. Tyron. It's it, it's just one of those things. <laughs> they're they're humans. are gonna lose games, and you know, I'd I'd be concerned if the reason we'd lost a game was. Patrick Mahomes because then you go well, well why why was he bad in this game but he wasn't bad in this game and you know the, the I think we've got to be totally honest and I know a lot of Chiefs fans want to blame the refs which I think's hilarious but um, oh, I don't restart really on that either uh, <laughs> I mean, that, was another, can, that was something that was really winding me up we can go the into game. it we can go. We can, we can go into that of, of course but at the end of the day we've lost we've probably lost the game because we had I, I I don't know if we win the game with our five starting offensive linemen, but it would have helped, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. Considering. You reckon? <laughs> he ran like, what did he run? Like 490-odd yards? Oh, yeah, 489 yards. <laughs> oh, dear. And that was free-throwing as well, wasn't it? That was that yeah. was between snap and, and throwing yeah. the ball. Oh, gosh, that is a, that awful. That is just awful. But you know what? The good thing about that is, in a way, which is it's really hard to find a positive when it's, it's happened in the Super Bowl, but it's given us a direct kind of, here is what you need to do in the off-season, because uh, the draft coming up, you at least we kind of, as fans, should be pretty much prepared that we're going to invest in most likely both lines. I don't think anyone would complain, would they? No, no, I certainly wouldn't, especially on the edge of that defensive line. The edge definitely needs work. Mm. We, I mean, we've put in a lot of kind of hope here because the, the assets that we're going to have available with the cap decreasing, you know, it's pretty much, I don't know what free agency is going to look like for the Chiefs in terms of, of spending money. But It's not. <laughs> it, it, well, this is it, isn't it? So pretty much the only assets to improve that situation are cutting guys that are already on the offensive line is probably the easiest way to go to create assets or you're just going to have to go through the draft and hope you get some of those guys back um, you just got to hope you hit on the draft because rookie offensive linemen aren't historically very good and we're going to have Nian come back who hasn't done any footballing activities as a chief I don't believe No, he hasn't. nothing worth noting anyway so you're pretty much going to be starting Niang next year. You'd imagine he'd start. Um, and he's going to be a rookie as well, essentially. But... Well, we don't even have a centre under contract. Like, both um, mm. Reiter and Kilgore are both free agents. Uh, who else were we saying? Wiley, Remmers. Yeah. Um... Allegretti, is he? No, Allegretti's under contract. Oh, is he under contract? Yeah. Um, there one more, but Fisher, Rankin, Durant... Allegretti, Schwartz, Niang are under contract. The problem I think is, that's, that's yeah. our entire offensive line. That's oh, Assembly is gone. He's gone, yeah, he's gone. I don't think uh, Wisniewski's gone. 
yeah, it's, it's not ideal there. But that's it, you know, that's where they're going to address it in the draft, isn't it? And I think we've all just got to accept that that's probably where our picks are going to go. Um, there's probably some other holes that we need to um, fill as well, but not as glaringly as we just got exposed, didn't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Beaten by by a superior team on the day. They, they played a hell of a game. And oh, let's let's get into it. Fans saying that officiating lost us the game. Whilst we're on the topic of, of how we got beaten, mm. is there any weight in that argument whatsoever, in your opinions? No. It was a contributing factor, but it wasn't the deciding factor. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I, mean, I agree with that. There, yeah. there were some bad calls that came at bad times that hurt us in bad ways, but there was still enough of the game left that you know you had time to make that up. It's like DJ said the other week about the um, forward progress one. He said, yeah, it was a terrible call, but at the same time, we were 21-3 up and we still had like a third of the game to go. You know, We had opportunities to change things around. Well, the, the interception that Honey Badger had, that was a horrible call. There was the pass mm-hmm. interference the Honey Badger had in the end zone. That was a horrible call. Yeah, ball was nowhere um, near Mike Evans at all. Never going to catch it. There was the one where Breland fell over, and then was it Godwin or Evans fell it over was Evans as well? Again. Oh yeah. Oh, that one. I think that one was the worst because it was it was like a football dive. It was like Mike Evans. It felt Breland like brush his leg, and he knew he wasn't catching the ball, so he just pretended like he tripped him over. And and it, from looking at it, there's no way scraping a hand on the back of a six foot four wide receiver who's God knows how many pounds, there's no way that's going to trip him over as badly as he claimed it did. No. That's definitely so, I mean, a dive. You had those three calls, the three that stick out in my mind. They, they were bad calls and they cost us. And then you had dumb stuff that you can't fault the rest for, like Hardman on the field goal where he lines up off sides and they get a first down mm. over it and then drive down and score. In fact, no, they scored in the next play, didn't they? Because it was straight Brady to Gronkowski, wasn't it? Yeah, um, that's a, so, that's a mean, plus four play, that is, as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. The, the, and, there, were and, play, there were calls that hurt us, but there was time to get around that, but we just weren't good enough. That's, that's that, yeah, thing. the problem you've got is that's a plus four play there, just lining up offside, which is just another thing where McCall Hardman, for me, just he just winds me up, but... He just, oh, I'm not going to get into it, he does my head in. But that's a plus four play. Then you've got Andy, I know he's trying to get the ball back to his offence coming into half-time, but I was sitting there going, it's just, it, this situation is just not worth it. Like, there's such limited time. When we haven't shown anything in the first half to suggest that we can go down the field in 40-odd minute, you know, whatever it was. And we've gone and given them another seven points. And you just think, like, we could, we could have been going into half-time down like five yeah and instead we've gone gone in down 14 and then we came out after half and it didn't look like it just looked like they just uh, don't want to slag the guys off but it looked a carbon copy of the first half and it's just what have you been yeah. doing like for half an hour in there you know it's a long time the weekend's time show <laughs> i don't know i didn't it looked shit to me but yeah me too. I, I, I was in a bad mood though so it's probably not like an easy it's not very not fair judgment call from me <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I was on uh, Radio 2 just after half-time mm. and uh, the DJ was saying, so guys, what did you think of the half-time show? That was great, wasn't it? And the Bucks guy went first and he took all the time answering it. I was like, thank fuck he didn't ask me that because I was just going to say, that's shite. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm glad it was you on, on that instead of me because I was in a pretty pissy mood at half-time. Um, I just, I could tell things weren't going our way. And I knew how important that first drive was. And it's just like, we'd given them seven points just before half-time. just think like, oh, we could have been, we could have gone in, game plan drive, you know, two-point conversion, you're back level. You know, it's a game and oh, it just didn't happen, did it at all? Just didn't go for us. But going back to the original point, to, we, we, we hurt ourselves as much as the refs hurt us. And... You know, I don't. I don't want us to be a fan base like the 49ers blaming the whole game on a holding call. You know, <laughs> it's just you know, it's if we can't score a touchdown in in 60 minutes, 
then you don't, don't deserve, deserve to don't deserve to win yeah, a game. Yeah, and yeah. and it wasn't like we had calls against our offense that were hindering us horrendously either. It was mainly a defensive side of the ball that we were having issues with flags. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just one of those things. You just got beaten by the better team on the day. Yeah, I think the way I saw it was, it's how do I word this? If every call went our way. On, on the flags and and the officiating was perfect and we still lose the game by by more than ten points. Like we, yeah. we still don't we still don't come close to them to beating them. Like it, it 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 didn't help and it was a pain in the ass to watch it happen to watch all these flags get flown all over the place and 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 whatever happened happened. But there's no point pinning the game on it because the fact is we got beat and we got beat pretty bad by a very good team. Mm. And we were injured. It's it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's just disappointing. Like uh, the one that sticks out for me out of all of it is is the Tyron interception because we needed a play like that. Yeah. We, we needed something to kickstart the whole team to get. You know, like how when we were in Wasp last year and you mm-hmm. watch all of the um, all of the mic'd up footage and you see that they felt as a team that the momentum was with them at that moment. And I think getting an interception like that from a big player like Tyron would have felt like a a momentum swinging moment but even then it, we just still had to go to let the length of the field on our offense but you just don't know and it's it's one of those situations i guess where you just you just left wondering what could have been but there was no other evidence to suggest that we were going to go down at that point either mm. so yeah and i mean if if you look at earlier in the game with the the huge uh, goal line fourth down stand, which I think mm. people have forgotten about because the rest of the game was just so dire. But that those that series of play was was, was quite impressive from the defense stepping up like that. And and then we go four plays and punt, four yeah. plays eight yards, and we punt it back to them. And then they go six plays and score a touchdown, yeah. and and double the double the lead. Well, yeah, it's... I actually I actually thought they played okay. The the defense in that first half, I, I you know the. The first few drives, they looked, they looked relatively decent, and then the penalty calls started, started coming in. Like uh, again, the the touchdown, we put ourselves in bad situations. You know, we, the the touchdown that they scored should have been a field goal, which is obviously a four point difference. And then we put ourselves in a difficult situation right before the half, which they scored from, and it's we just we kept putting ourselves in in holes, which. We couldn't climb out of, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because on, if the offence is on a good day, I could see us scoring more than 31 points. Well, because we've done it countless times in the past. So it, it's, it's it's not a fact that the... There's a lot of points they gave, the defence gave up, but flags aside, they didn't play, like you said, Tom, they didn't play particularly direly. It, was, it wasn't an amazing game, but mm. it, it, it wasn't terrible me... either. Yeah, I think if you'd have said to me the Bucks are going to score 31 before the game, I'd have said, ooh, but I fancy us. Like, yeah. if you'd have said they're oh, going to yeah. score 31, I'd have thought that we'd have pushed them to score 31 and we'd have scored 34. Yeah, yeah. But, at, what, at what stage did you know we'd lost them? Um, I, I knew we were in trouble at half-time, but... Really? I, 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 no, no, I didn't think we'd lost at half-time. I thought we were in trouble at half-time. Because I was I, I I was really worried about that from what we'd seen from the offense. There was no evidence we could go down the field, um, and then I think once they, I think probably when it got to three scores, I was like, we're in trouble, like big big trouble. I think mine was after Mahomes' first interception, when they just went twenty eight to nine up and then we got the ball back and three games three plays later we give the ball straight back to him with like mm. a tipped pass that was intercepted and I just thought oh like like because I'd seen what the offense had done Which like our nothing. offense I mean I'd, I'd yeah exactly yeah I'd, I'd seen how how much we've been struggling and, and how just the production just wasn't there and I just felt like oh, that might be game over as soon as he intercepted it I thought hmm no, that might be it. I saw the flag go up and thought, oh, maybe we've caught a lucky break there. And then it was holding on our offensive line. I thought, yeah, that's, that might be the nail in the coffin. What about you, yeah. Neil? Was there, was there a particular point? Um, probably a similar time to you. I, th- I seem to remember right in when we th- when threw an interception, I said that could be game over. I seem to remember tweeting that out. Um, 
which is what about halfway through the third quarter. Just just because we weren't yeah. moving the ball, like we didn't we didn't look like scoring touchdowns. But then again, like you think back to last year and we didn't move the ball last year. Like we oh, I watched the last year's Super Bowl on Saturday night, and I have the um, the two hour version where they've synced up Mitch Holtus's commentary. And there's no adverts, and it just goes boom, 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 straight through the place. And we were brutal for oh, three quarters and beyond to, until there's mm. seven minutes to go. And we'd got ten points at that stage. And then I was kind of looking at Sunday night's game going, we were down 31-9. I was going, with seven minutes to go. And I was thinking, well, this time last year we'd got ten points at this stage, and we finished with 31. So technically we could still do this. Like, cause, we didn't look like scoring points last year either, really. And the Mahomes had thrown two interceptions as well. The so, problem I had, though, was it just didn't feel like we were going to stop Brady either at that point. True. It felt like they were taking time off the clock, at, like they were easily going to be able to take. Because I remember thinking at the start of probably about halfway through the fourth quarter, probably a similar time to you, Neil, where you start to go, OK, so we're going to need, we're going to need three three touchdowns which means the Bucks are going to have to touch the ball at least twice in that time so without well, any at first that stage you're thinking turnover yeah 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 there but they're had gonna... to be a turnover at that yeah. stage and you're thinking like they can take probably five minutes off the clock themselves like in that situation if we get three and outs or like you say you're gonna to have to get turnover i tell you one thing that did do my head in which is the first time because i really like romo but I was getting quite frustrated, and I don't know if it's because the first time we probably lost with him commentating again, <laughs> but it was starting to really, some of his commentary was really doing my head in <laughs> Super Bowl. I'm not sure anyone else could have, but it's just the the constant, oh, if there's ever a chance, if there's ever a chance, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Tony Robo impression there, so I'm impressed. <laughs> It's kind so of reminiscent it's all he of the, said um, for the third quarter. So <laughs> it kind of reminiscent of the um, his play calling in the AFC Championship game, when it was like the final drive of the game, and he was calling every single one of Brady's. But I'm talking about in 2018 when we yeah. lost in overtime, and he's just calling everything. He's yep, Edelman will be wide open here on this slant across here. Yep, Gronk will be down the seam here. He'll be wide open for a pass, and every single play was coming through, and they just mm. ate us up on that drive. And Tony Roman was calling it before every single snap. Yeah, it's, he's an, an amazing commentator, but when your team's losing, it's it's, it's not fun. Hearing him talk is like hell. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I, I mean, I'm disappointed as a Chiefs fan, but man, that was just a bad Super Bowl all round for everybody watching, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. it just, I think, I don't know if it would have been worse to have lost a close one, but it just, to not, it just didn't feel like we did anything on in any phase of the game it is... I, I, I'll answer that it would 100% have felt worse if we'd lost a close one if that had been 31-29 mm. you would have been gutted and you would have felt oh, if there's just this one thing that had gone our way yeah. that would have changed the game and you know we, you know, if we missed a field goal or something we could have won 32-31 there was none of that yeah. you, you had nothing you could hang your hat on and say man that turned this game because it was just a car crash from start to finish, pretty much. Oh, I, just, I, I just really struggle to believe that it happened. It, it's still better to lose the Super Bowl than the AFC Championship game, though. I'd much rather lose that. Yeah. Yeah, just... Oh, dear. I just didn't see... I just did not see... In all of the world, I just did not see us getting blown out. It's just so crazy. No. But it's been so long since it happened, like, you know? Yeah. And I think that's going forward is what we've just got to remember, you know, next year we're going to have a different team and hopefully it'll have addressed some of the issues that we've had this year. You can't, again, we've said it before, you can't do a lot about it if guys get injuries and stuff. And for the most part, the Chiefs have been quite lucky this year with um, COVID kind of issues and but it's we've, just we've done that, okay. So It's just that so many of the injuries were concentrated in the same Spot. area of the team. I mean... Yeah. If if you if you'd said all the wide receivers tore their hamstrings like two weeks ago and you're trotting out there with I don't know Johnny Nobody from the practice squad mm. as your number one receiver, like no team has that much depth in one position. If it had been like one O I lineman missing and 
um, a, a top wide receiver and uh, I don't know a running back missing. If Clyde Edwards-Helaire hadn't played, and if Tyreek Hill hadn't played, and if Fisher hadn't played, you'd maybe you'd maybe have kind of been able to deal with it. It's just that everything was in the offensive line. And they say I, they say it's quite a communicating position, isn't it? He's got to be really, got to be really, yeah. really oh, good yeah. communication-wise on the offensive line, and you move everybody about, and <laughs> it just must be all over the place for them. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I am really looking forward to Mahomes next year, though. I have a feeling he is going to oh, be, gonna be pissed. pissed. He is going to be fuming, especially after everyone that's been talking about it and what they've been saying about how, like, you know, the analysts are saying about how this is Brady's, like, beating the hell out of my homes. Oh, like I was talking about earlier, oh, he is going to be on a different level next season. The Revenge well, Tour starts hmm. in September, and I'm here for it. Well, He's gonna... talk, I'm going to look up the odds on the Super Bowl for next year if I can and see. Oh, I, I already know I'm... it. I already I'm... know that we're the favourites already. <laughs> We're already You're the right. favourites, yeah, and, and to Buccaneers are second, which I think is brainless. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. It just it seems so weird, especially I've, with I think Gronk I and Brady announcing they're coming back as well. It just it just doesn't seem right. I could see that being a similar Super Bowl next year as well. I kind of want it to be. Imagine that Super Bowl round two with a healthy offensive line mm-hmm. and a pissed off Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I would love to see it. And the thing is, we've seen to be kind of light years ahead of the AFC as well. I mean, we played the Browns, man, in, in the playoffs. <laughs> the Browns are the worst team. The, the thing about the not, Browns is they're... they know what they are. They have they have a way that they're comfortable playing. Like, they have two really good running backs and they run the ball really well and then they use play action off that and they have a good defence. So the, they, they have an identity these days and they're, not, wrong they're not the Browns of old. I know, but I, I think we're light years ahead of, mm. of some of the teams in the AFC, and I mean, yeah. I mean, you've just proved it, and it, it, all the gas about the uh, the Bills being able to hang with us, and we smacked them, and and the, the offensive line wasn't amazingly healthy for that. I mean, we had Fisher for most of that game, but apart from that, it wasn't like wasn't much difference. wasn't much difference, and we smashed them. It's it, you know the future's bright and. You imagine we're going to be in a similar situation next year, hopefully. And Mahomes has been overlooked for MVP. He's been overlooked in the Super Bowl. He's, been, I mean, you know, rightfully so. Brady's come away with all the plaudits for this one, but he played incredibly well in that Super Bowl. For, you know, for considering what he had to deal with, it's just mental to me that he dropped back to pass forty-nine times in the game when the those guys were just all over him for the whole game, but. Can you believe that we had more total yards than the Buccaneers? No. Um, that we is, had we had ten more yards than them. They had three hundred and forty. We had three hundred and fifty. That just doesn't it doesn't seem right to me. I'm looking at the stats now, and it, and it we had three hundred and fifty yards. Three hundred and fifty, from what I'm seeing on here on ESPN, Mahomes had two hundred and seventy passing yards. Wow. It's probably a case of uh, did we kill them in time of possession as well? Oh no, that would probably no, be tight. No, no, they'd be in time of possession as well. They'd probably be tight. Yeah. The most important stat in football, by the way, time of possession. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, savage! <laughs> we gave them. We, I mean, it's probably a field position thing as well. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got to remember, probably a hundred yards of that's come from penalties as well on their side so you could probably add another 100 yards yeah 120 uh, yards you can add players. 120 yards onto their figure that they haven't had to actually achieve but have been achieved so yeah they also had six first downs from penalties six that's bad that's nearly a whole drive of I, uh, we gave them just from penalties that's I, ridiculous i still can't get away i still can't believe with everything that's going on I can't believe that Hardman is getting away with what happened on that field goal attempt. I, I, I absolutely, with with everything that happened with D Ford a couple of years ago, he's got away with murder. Like he should be getting killed for this. He's been awful. He's been absolutely awful. And we manufacture everything good that he does is manufactured, in my opinion. 
Yes, but he does it well. I, I'm a, I'm a Hardman fan. I, I like him, and I know he's not everyone's cup of tea. But he's probably my most disliked player on the team. He, I, I understand what you're saying. Like they manufacture ways to get him the ball, but generally he's been reasonably effective when he has done that. You know, he's not a kind of he's a gadget player. He's not a like an out and out wide receiver. Um, you know, you're not going to line him up on the other side from Tyreek Hill next season in place of Sammy Watkins. That's just not going to happen. Um, but there's ways of getting him involved in the game where he can get you 40, 50 yards and a touchdown kind of every game. Hmm. He's he's I, a good fourth wide receiver. I, th- I think I'd rather him not be on the field. I think, Pringle, I think Pringle's better at returning than he is by an absolute country mile. And then the only good thing, he dropped the ball... In the um, was the AFC Championship game where he dropped the the punt and they scored. Yeah. And then the, he had a great next drive, right? But it was literally a jet sweep and a screen pass. And I just sat there going, "Okay, like that's great, but there's other guys on the team that could do that as well." I mean, I guess it's one of those things where you just can't teach speed, and that's why he's. He's yep. he's half invaluable, but just oh my god, he's I think I, his footballing ability is appalling. Yeah, I, I, I do see where you're coming from. I think I think the one like the the saving grace for him, I think, is what Neil said. He wasn't brought in to be this guy that, that, that that's incredibly like succinct and perfect in in his football skills. He's he's there for those big splash plays where he just goes 50 yards on a jet sweep or he just what well, I think it was against was it the first week of the season this season where he just caught like a post post route like straight across the middle of the field and he just took it the distance on like the first play of the game or something ridiculous like that he just has those moments where he he just shows his speed and, and he has that like with the ball in his hand he can shift it and he can get away from people as well but it's but just, the, I feel like when you start relying on him to do other things, that's when you start realising his weaknesses. If we can build around him and, and have the more reliable receivers do do the legwork and, and bring him in for these huge burst plays where he just takes off down the field, I, I don't have a problem with him. It's when you then have to start bringing him to the other phases of like the offence and, and make, trying to make him more reliable receiver, which I, he starts mm. to struggle with. I mean, he's a, he's a slightly better DeAnthony Thomas slash Dexter McCluster slash kind of that kind of player, you know. You you're not going to rely on him, but he's going to get you a couple of good plays a game. I mean, he absolutely bottled a third down corner route where he just didn't even go for the ball in the first. I think it's probably the first drive. It just looked like he didn't even attempt to go for the ball. I just. I, I don't know in what situation you put him on the field because he's he's awful on special teams and I think he's awful as a wide receiver so unless we're going to run a gadget play I don't think he should be on the field but he's an he's a good distraction like cuz you you fake running the gadget plays to him and do something else with it and you have to respect him his speed and you have to respect that gadget play and you know then then what happens if if he's taking the you know the the focus of the defence and you do something else with it then although he's not making the play himself he's giving you the ability to do what you want to do which wasn't give it to him in the first place if that makes sense no I get it I just it he just frustrates the life out of me <laughs> and I think for a second round pick I think the return's shoddy yeah I, I would agree with that I think that's a fair comment I think we do need to draft well, these next couple of years, and I think some of the draft picks, it was weird. I think Duncan highlighted it, didn't he? I don't think it was his his uh, information, but some of the draft picks have not been amazing. No. <laughs> but hey, hope we got Legereus Sneed, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, I, I feel, well, I got his jersey, so I, I'm on board with that too. Yeah. Do you know when did you get that? I didn't know you had a Sneed jersey. Um, I got it. I I won one of the prizes in the pre-Christmas raffle, and one oh, of the prizes no I won was New Jersey, so I got, I got a Sneed one. Oh great! I I think I might, I might be getting a New Jersey quite soon. I had a Marcus Peters one. I sold that. I've got an Eric Berry one, which is my home jersey, and I've got a Mahomes away jersey. But I think it might be time to get a new uh, 
a new home jersey, I think. She needs to start the player. I, I was a bit kind of dubious about getting a Sneed one because my last three jerseys have been uh, Lauren de Bernie Tardif, who's currently busy being a doctor, fantastic for him, but not on the team. Uh, Reggie Ragland, who's been and gone, and <laughs> Mitchell Swartz, who's missed most of the season with a back injury. So I, I don't have a particularly great record of picking jerseys at the moment. And I did, kind of didn't want to jinx Sneed by getting his jersey, but then I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I like the kid. I think he's got something special about him. I really wanted one, but I was kind of hoping, a bit like last year, that it would be a classic, uh, uh, another Super Bowl win, and then I'll go and get another Super Bowl jersey. But... Um, mm-hmm. <sighs> Sad times. <laughs> she's going to get... wear my Mahomes one from last year. I might get a Hardman one just to piss you off, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Big number 17 across my chest. You'd struggle to find one. Probably getting cut. It's probably getting cut next year anyway. <laughs> He's not getting cut next year. We've only got two receivers. And he's one of them. I know, that's what I'm worried about. I'm probably going to see a lot more of him next year as well. I remember when it was kind of like taboo to say that he was crap, but now I'm just openly telling you all I don't like him. <laughs> I think in his moments, he, he shines. Oh, he shines in those moments. It's, it's just when move you on. Start move putting on. the pressure on. Yeah, oh. yeah. Don't get a jersey with his name. Oh, piss me off. You're right. I tell you, what you want is you want me to get a jersey for him because then he'll be off the team in no time. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. No, no, but in all honesty, as much as I don't like him, we're going to need him next year because we have a seriously bad cap situation and we're going to lose receivers. So we, yeah. we basically we have him and Tyreek Hill under contract and that's our entire wide receiver corps. Have we got Pringle? Is Pringle not under contract? No, he's a is he not? free agent. Oh dear, I wonder what he's going to want. I mean, he, he can't really claim much, but... Geez. Well, we can offer him, like, we can tender him whatever it is. Um, I, I was playing with over the cap, and I think you could get him for just over £2 million, um, Because he was undrafted, so you can give a pretty low tender, and um, it's only a couple of million, so... Um, He's not horrendous to bring back, and I would be very, very much in favour of bringing him back. Um, but Sammy Watkins is gone, and Demarcus Robinson is gone. Goodbye, Demarcus. See ya. Um, but yeah, our two wide receivers are Tyreek Hill and McCall Hardman, and then there were two who were on kind of future contracts who I was never even heard of. Callaway was one of them. No idea who he is, and I can't even remember the name of the other. <laughs> Oh, if, uh, I... if Alan Robinson happens to be listening to, uh, uh, to this podcast tonight, <laughs> well, I've, seen you, I've seen you tweeting, Chicago. Alan. I've, I've seen you tweeting some stuff. Did you see what he was tweeting during the Super Bowl? Yes. About Mahomes and about how he wants mm. to win a ring so badly. I mean, Robinson, if yeah. you're listening... If you're prepared you. to pay for seventeen dollars a year, then yeah, but mate, you you, you, you play you for the... seventeen million, forget it. You play for those those hot seventeen dollars, and you get the ring. Then you can probably you can probably climb a. Thirty-four dollars the next year. <laughs> Robinson's young, as, uh, yeah, he's young, isn't he? Um, oh dear, I think that's a dream. But I mean, you don't, you don't know though. Like, if if he if he you know fancies it and he can make a deal work, you know, if, is is it a bad move for him to go to a a team like the Chiefs and potentially blow it up, get a ring, and then you're back in free agency if that's what's agreed? It's you know. I just don't, I don't know what the number, how low the number would be for him to consider it. I, it, so, it from our cup situation, it would have to be a very low number. Like Richard Sherman's a, a free agent. <laughs> he also wants a ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Patrick Peterson's going to be a free agent as well. You can't just take everyone's old cup. Oh, let's not bring the Patrick Peterson conversation <laughs> back up again. Where's Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> 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 oh, I genuinely thought he was going to sign one day. It's so good. What Jalen? Yeah, remember when that was going on? I really, really thought that like, he was. It was happening. I think if we did, we would have been in a similar situation to the Rams now, when they're just living in cap hell. They can't sign anyone. They're stuck with the players they've got. They've got a decent team, but like they're just in a situation right now of their cap. <laughs> Yeah, and they've drafted, they've sent all their first round picks away again, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think this could be a year that the Chiefs um, 
uh, trade down in the draft and get more more assets because I think we've got a, quite a lot of holes to fill this 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 uh, off season considering. Yeah, there's definitely work to be done for. The you need company. someone to trade with to do that though. They wanted to trade down last year and they couldn't. And look where yeah. that left us. Yeah. Sixty-four yards in a Super Bowl. <laughs> should have yeah. used should have used him more really because he was a first round pick. What happened to his receiving this year? Like it, this is yeah. after after the draft, you saw these videos of him, like catching the ball out of the backfield. You thinking, okay, yeah, I can see Andy's going to have some fun getting him out. And what did he have? Like two hundred yards receiving for the year? It's shite. Mm. This is what really confuses me because I think even the Chiefs would probably acknowledge there was better runners. Though not now, but they'd have probably acknowledged there was better runners. They probably knew there was better pure. Running, running backs in the draft, yeah. Um, and they took him in the first round, like you said, Neil, uh, pretty much we all expected him to basically just be a receiver that can be a running back, like a dual threat kind of guy. And I, I, I like and he ended you, up being a neither threat. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I really expected to see like loads from him. I remember us having a conversation with Therese and asking him, who, is he going to have more receiving yards than rushing yards? Mm. And like... It just, it just and Therese's didn't... answer was, it's going to be close. Mm. Was he right, but it was a low close? <laughs> no, it was like 800 to 200. Mm, yeah. um, Very strange. To receiving. Very strange. And I think Clyde in flashes has been great, but like, just not, I, I don't know. He played well in the Super Bowl. He had a couple of yeah, nice I plays. Thought he, I thought he did okay. One in particular was, um, oh, who did he juke out of absolute socks? Oh yeah, he like, got stopped. Well, like he, came, two he came out. Man. He came out to the right, and he gave him a little shuffle, and then went further out to the right. And oh, I yeah, I jumped off the sofa a little bit when I saw that. That was such <laughs> a good play. That was so nice to watch. And it was one Did of their you... good defense. It was one of their good front seven as well. I can't remember who it was. Maybe Barrett. It might have been Shaquille Barrett. Mm. He absolutely shook him. It was great to watch. But you know, one, one of the few highlights from the Super Bowl that I can just point out. Can quite happily say I'll never see that play again because. I'm never watching, watching it again. <laughs> any of that ever again. <laughs> Just awful. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't wasn't one to rewatch. I don't think. I, I like I said before we started recording. I don't think I'll be rewatching it. Um, it's one of those games. I mean, it's it's, it's easy to accept. It, it was it was a, a strong performance from the Buccaneers. So, what can you do but move on from it? Really. Yeah. I feel like after this podcast is finished. If anyone asks me about the Super Bowl, how it goes, I'm just going to send them a link to this podcast. And say, if you want to hear what I think about it, I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. If you want to hear what I think about it, listen to the podcast. And, and that is that is my thoughts on the game. I don't want to speak about that game anymore. I'm just moving on with my life. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> When's the draft? When's free, when, does, when does free agency start? It, I think this is a problem because you've lost at this point. Um, you haven't got that you know, if you'd have lost it, as much as I'm glad that we got to the Super Bowl, if you'd have lost in the AFC Championship game, you watch the Super Bowl, you kind of get over it. But, man, like... We're still think... in the denial yeah. kind of stage. Do you reckon the Bills were... Like, do you reckon Josh Allen was at home watching that going, ooh, like, I could have done better than that? <laughs> that Probably. <bit> like... <laughs> you didn't know. Yeah, but I'll tell you um... for a fact, he wouldn't have done better than that. Not nah, he, if he had that offensive line, do you think he would have made some of those throws that Mahomes made? No, oh man, the no. horizontal one was incredible, man. I thought the one that was almost the as spinny one. as that one. Yeah, the one on the left side of the field when yeah, he's getting yeah, spun yeah. round and any other quarterback in the league in the, for the past 10 years, if you saw him do that, you'd be like, what is he doing? And when he threw that ball, I thought, there might be a chance here. I thought Mahomes <laughs> knows what he's doing. There might be a slight chance this is going to Pringle be on target. Pringle nearly caught that. And well. it was. Know, it bounced off his fingertips. It, yeah. it was a diving catch, but it just narrowly bounced off his fingertips. I generally thought when he released that ball, if it was, like I say, if it was any other quarterback, I, I, I would be dumbstruck by the decision they just made. And when he threw that ball, I, I wasn't particularly annoyed at it. <laughs> it's the Mahomes effect. On another day, though, on another day, Tyreek catches the one in the first half, a few other things. Another day, never know. Yeah, yeah. maybe next year. We might see it next year. I would be back more often than not. Yeah, you'd like to think so, and then a chance of that happening are, are, are pretty good with Mahomes at your callback, so 
The future's bright, Chiefs Kingdom. Don't 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 worry too much about about this one. Brady lost Ma- three. Brady yeah. lost three Super Bowls. So and, and maybe and maybe this year's the year that we actually do the uh, the cap space <laughs> roster adjustment podcast that we planned to do last year, and then we all looked at it and decided that it was a bad idea because none of us could make it work. I've already started on that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a little look at it tomorrow, but we're not going to promise anything because um, it's tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> we are not NFL GMs. I think, we should all, I think we should all do it and see what our offensive line is. <laughs> Be interesting. Yeah, well, we've got a long time to do it. We've got seven months until uh, football's back in our lives, so plenty of time to uh, get over this hard loss and, and, and move on to the future. And like I said, the future's bright. So... We have everything to look forward to with a 25-year-old Patrick Mahomes. Love your positivity. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, he I'm, I'm trying my hardest, no, I really am. <laughs> he said he's already uh, started working, hasn't he? He said he's looked at the Super Bowl already to see how we can adjust to it going forward. So, hopefully, because I think we're going to see a heck of a lot of that style defence yeah. going forward. Well, unless reminds... we're missing our entire offensive line again, I'm not sure mm. that's going to be a huge advantage to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, like Mahomes' like work ethic, it was something else that I heard since the Super Bowl loss when people were comparing Brady and Mahomes to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Um, I don't know. I don't think you guys are, you're not very big basketball fans, are you? No, no. But long story short, if if Mahomes is being compared to Kobe Bryant and they're saying, oh, he'll never catch Michael Jordan, I'm I'm fine with that because Kobe was a phenomenal player and he won five championships to Michael Jordan six. So if it ends up with with Mahomes with five rings and Brady with seven, and he's not the goat, whatever, I don't care. Thank you for your five rings and, and yeah, you're one of the greatest to ever play the game. So. If Mahomes picks up another four Super Bowls in the next ten years, I think we'll have done all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. to tell you one thing that did make me laugh was um, I was on Twitter just having like a, a sad scroll, and um, a, a Vikings fan was like, "Lol, Mahomes trash," and I looked at his profile and he had a, a, a like a Vikings logo. And I just kind of thought to myself, like. Bro, you've watched Kirk Cousins all season. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, there, there would have been every, a time when he would have been excited. Be okay. Where he would have been excited for Kirk Cousins being signed. And yeah, then, uh, that, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yeah. Unless there's we should have finished on the positivity bit there. Yeah. <laughs> What, that we've got Mahomes and not Kirk Cousins? Yeah, exactly, yeah. We shouldn't have started talking about Kirk Cousins there. (laughs) Where's the edit button gone? (laughs) I'd take Mahomes over Kirk Cousins, so we're good. What Uh, controversial take to end the podcast, (laughs) Tom. That's a hot take. Dropping a a hot take. Yeah, really ending it on a hot hot take take. (laughs) Tom and Mike drops and leaves the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Owen, finish us up. Oh yeah, well yeah. I just, I just send us, not send us to the off season. I think it was too much of a hot take. It left me a bit speechless there. But <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom, it's been a hell of a ride in 2020, and and it's a shame we didn't turn out the way we wanted to. But like we said, we'll be there. We'll be there again, and hopefully we can come away with more Ws next time. So from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>